Sitting here on Beers in the Air. Beers in the Air, man. Can't wait. <clears throat> First episode, what's today? February 2nd? February 2nd, 2018. It's about to be a day to remember in history, I'd have to say. <laughs> We're either, we either are taking off and soaring from here, or we are crumbling very Right down into the ground. Quickly. Very We'll quickly. see what happens. <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm Gibbs. This is uh, my co-host Ziggy B. Ziggy B, Ziggy Braun. Nice and, to see um, you Today we're going to be uh, reviewing Evidence's new album, uh, Whether or Not. Uh, we have an interview with the artist himself, Ziggy Braun, and as well as uh, our review of our, our uh, six-packs here. Yeah, we got, a, we got two six-packs. Uh, we got Golden Road, Ride On, and what is that? Flying Dog... Flying snake dog, dog, snake dog, twenty years and beyond. It's Ooh, boy. Sounds like a hoot. Can't wait for that. <laughs> a hooty hoot. A hooty hoot. <laughs> yeah. So basically, beers in the air is um, it's a show uh, we're gonna bring straight out of our studios here at Aesthetic Intellect Records, um, just where we review music, we uh, spotlight local artists, and uh, we review a beer. We uh, drink a six pack to ourselves throughout the show tell you what we think about it at the end we either love it or hate it but either way it's getting drank it basically the perfect trifecta i'd have to say right beer friends music what a better time right no no better time let's <laughs> let's, let's open these let's up crack one of these open i think i'll start with the uh the golden road oh you've, you've got multiple uh multiple flavors over there i Just guess one single flavor uh, okay Oh, that's that was the brand. Gotcha. Golden uh Golden Road Ride Golden on. Road Ride on IPA. Made in the lovely uh Southern California city of Los Angeles. Hmm. Oh boy, I got me a, a snake dog IPA. Seven point one percent alcohol volume. It's got a nice IPA smell to it. I'm liking what Ooh. I'm tasting so far. I like I like I like mine so far too, but I could tell that uh, I might start slurring a little bit by the end of this one. I think after <laughs> about half of that, maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> should make for a great review towards the end. It should get really interesting the later into it we get. All right, so today what we're going to talk about first is uh, evidence. Uh, we're, after that, we'll go on to the interview. We'll. Uh, Give you a sneak peek of the uh, Yay Old Gents album. Um, Yay Old Gents is myself and uh, Ziggy Braun. We um, are both self-producing everything, self-engineering. We write our own lyrics, no ghostwriters here. And I'm really, really <laughs> excited for you guys to hear this song. It's something I personally feel pretty attached to, I think. Um, I don't really want to give anything away just yet, but I think you guys will like it. I mean, 
tons of creativity went into it. Oh, yes. From uh, the selection of sample for the beat to the lyrics and uh, even our feature. Our feature was, was pretty great. I'll give you a hint. That's what she said. <laughs> That's all you guys get. You got to wait. You got to wait. It's coming, though. It's coming. So, um, Evidence, evidence. in case you guys don't know who Evidence is, Evidence is uh, from a group called Dilated Peoples. Um, he's been around for years now. You've probably heard of Dilated Peoples, if you don't know of them either, from a song with Kanye West. Um, I can't for sure remember the name of the song, but the it's the song that with the chorus that goes, I can't live my, I, I can't live my, I can't live my life this way. That's a... Um, that was probably one of the first times I heard a Kanye. I actually thought at first that was a Kanye song, because that was back before I was even really into uh, the whole indie hip-hop scene. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, they, they helped put Kanye on the map. They, You know, Kanye put them on the map ultimately. And, um, I mean, both great artists, uh, Evidence. He, um, he uh, has some solo stuff. He's got the Weatherman LP. Cats and Dogs. Uh, Cats and Dogs was his first uh, under Rhyme Slayers. Mm-hmm. He's got the layover. Um, the signing of evidence to Rhyme Slayers, because I'm a huge Rhyme Slayers fan. Every, everybody that knows me is kind of just like, you True know story. What, you know what Gibbs listens to because it's pretty much the Rhyme Slayers crew. I went to go see Atmosphere one time. He wouldn't talk to me for like three months. <laughs> little over exaggeration, but true story. I, I was a little salty. The salt is still there. <laughs> Definitely. It's like Salt Bay trickling on me right now. Just is raining salt on me. A little salt down the elbow. It's just. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Slug fan. Atmosphere yeah. is is a great group, and they never come to California. And mm-hmm. I was literally just telling you that. Yeah. Not too long before that, and sure enough, he got a free ticket. <laughs> not he didn't even have to pay to go see it. Just someone was like, "Hey, you want to go see Atmosphere?" And he's like, "Yeah, why okay. not?" <laughs> right. <clears throat> So back to evidence. Um, evidence signed to Rhyme Sayers a couple yeah. years ago. Debut album with Rhyme Sayers, Cats and Dogs. It was a great album. Um, what I what I really liked about it was um, evidence. He he's not the typical Rhyme Sayers mold. Mm. You know he's he's got that real uh, West Coast uh, underground hip hop style. Yeah. And Rhyme Sayers is kind of just uh, a little bit different. You know, but he. He meshed well with the other artists. He had a lot of great songs on there, features with uh, more Rhyme Sayers artists like Slug, Aesop Rock, uh, Greaves, uh, and a few more here and there. Um, my favorite song from that album was um, Late for the Sky, featuring Slug. I don't know if you heard that song, but great song, great song. It's just got that mellow vibe, and... That's why one of my favorite songs from this album is my one of my favorite songs from it is because it kind of gives you that same same sort of feel from it. And I don't know, that's just that's what I like. That's what I look to music for is that kind of mm-hmm. vibe. And yeah, I gotta I say before it. before we you know really started talking about doing this interview, you know I I heard of Evidence of course, but I never really took the time out of my day to listen to them. And deciding to do this and deciding to do it on the new you know, evidence whether or not tape, amazing choice. I was oh, so yeah. glad I got the chance to listen to him. It's going to be definitely one that's, you know, on repeat on my CD player. 
for a while. Yeah, so. I mean, it's there's not much for me to say other than it was it was a great album, yeah. well rounded. It's uh, good enough to sit there and listen to all the way through, and even if it if it repeats, it's it doesn't feel mm-hmm. old. Yeah. You know, one the the best thing I'd say about this album is the fact that he his style is is a very unique style to mm-hmm. where he could have released this album in the mid 2000s and it still would have just and it still would have been yeah. still would have been nice, you mm-hmm. know, like people listen to evidence for his his specific sound and even though not every album of his sounds the same, he could definitely fit in at any point in time. Yeah. Like Mid two thousands, I don't think you would have heard a little Uzi Vert song getting popular. It was just a different time. We were listening to different stuff, and uh, I mean that's that's neither here nor there. That's for another <laughs> for another episode. We'll go into a those. Week, a few weeks down the road. A few, a few weeks, weeks down, down the road, road, we'll let you know how we feel about Lil Uzi Vert. Um, let's start off with um, what was your favorite song? Honestly. Um, my favorite song, what was the name of it? I'm drawing a blank right now. We just talked about this. Uh, By My Side 2. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. When that song came on, I wasn't really expecting it to be about the content that it was about. And when he started rapping and telling the story of his wife who got breast cancer, I mean, I remember I was driving to work. It was like, you know, probably 7, 10 a.m. Sun's coming up. Sons of My Eyes, that song comes on, and I'm like, damn, wow. Like, it's crazy, you know, just hearing what he had to go through, how, you know, it was found out that his wife had breast cancer, and he tells it in such a vivid way, you know, through his words. So I think that song, hands down, was probably the one that stood out the most to me on the album. Yeah, very, say. very deep and touching. Mm-hmm. Like, the the fact that he, he starts off the way he does, letting you know the story, and it's like, oh, yeah. man, like, you, you you feel for his wife. You're like, right, man, I right. really hope she's okay. But then you find out at the end that, you know, uh, her, him having his first son, mm-hmm. you know, saved his wife's life. You yeah. know, Brit tried to best breastfeed the kid. They yeah. discover stage three cancer, and uh, she's able to get treatments. And he's talking about how she's getting chemo. Her hair is falling out. He's, she's he, yeah. He's holding her hand and stuff like that. It's just, it's like an artist that can make a song and paint a picture like a movie in your right, head. Right. That's 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 what I listen to music for. Yeah. If you could paint a picture in my head and I could see what you're saying, the uh, you know, I I love it. Oh yeah. That was a great song. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know about you, but like if I listen to like now, I know another another album dropped recently was the the Migos was it Culture 2? I think, or what is it called? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It was either Culture Two or Three, some something like that. It's the second or third rendition of whatever. But before before you get into what you're gonna say, this album is 24, <laughs> 24 songs long, and the first ten. I'm just going to stop there, okay? I mean, <laughs> same hi-hat rhythm, same... Auto, uh, we'll save that for a few weeks down the road. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe episode two. That'll be during our <laughs> little Uzi Vert era. 
Well, uh, well, I mean, yeah, of course, we're we'll, we're, di- we're gonna be discussing modern the modern yeah. era, and as much as it's gonna kill us, I mean, that's what we're here for is to review music and. But the the big thing, everyone's music, not just ours, right? And the big thing we want you guys to keep in mind is we we're not gonna automatically, you know, assume that it sucks just based off of the title or you know the cover, whatever, based off of who's doing it. We're giving it an honest shot. Yeah. You know, we will give it. An honest shot. Yeah, I mean, it's not all... I wouldn't personally listen to it all, right. but it's not all right. terrible. There are some catchy ones, like um, that Post Malone song, Rockstar. I catch myself sometimes oh, kind of yeah. mumbling I mean, along to the hook of that one. To, <laughs> to be honest, Post Malone is really cool. Oh, so I, we, I, got, we got a Post Malone I fan. I dig maybe. Post Malone. I dig Post Malone. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have to... A review one of his works I'm so down. that I can I can kind of get into him just because I've I'm I've got that old soul mentality where yeah. I I'm I'm stuck in my ways and I'm like these the, I'm the guy that the kids call like yeah. the old guy but the, you know the, what I mean yeah, whether the, I, whether or not I'm I'm too old or not it's just that's that mentality I have right right and I know we're getting a little off off track but I want to say one more thing before we get back to the evidence album. About being an old soul, I understand that 100%, and I truly do think, I feel like Post Malone has that old soul mentality, too. I mean, he does, I think he does, like, Neil Young covers, Bob, uh, I think it was Bob Dylan covers, which you don't really see too often. That's pretty, I mean, that's kind of cool, I'd have to say, but... Well, you know what, well, well, I mean, you're, you're gonna have to open me up to I'm it, down. man, because I'm, I'm, I'm open to it, just like I was open to listening to that Migos album, even yeah. though I wasn't a fan of what they had put out before. Right, right. I couldn't make it through track two. Yeah, yeah. It just, I yeah. suffered through track one, shut it off on track two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yep. and those, those were the two tracks that had the stars next yeah. to them. So I figured, hey, the, you know. Finna be bangers. If they're going to be the bangers, those <laughs> will be the ones, right? I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> well, um, yeah, you said uh, By My Side 2 uh, was your favorite song. Great song that I had that as as my number two song that yeah. that uh, I liked from the album. Uh, my my first one and uh, you know I, I foreshadowed it earlier with um, talking about uh, late for the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite one from the album is powder cocaine. Oh yeah, and uh, it's doubt. it's just got a it's got a smooth chorus, mm-hmm. smooth a real smooth beat. Uh, you know, ev- evidence has a killer verse on it. He actually has my favorite line from the album on the verse and it's featuring slug oh yeah so i mean i'm a i love slug yeah slugs i mean if you don't know slug slugs of atmosphere listen uh, listen to him i mean you don't know atmosphere look up atmosphere yeah. he's atmosphere is one of those uh underground groups that it's it's really not hard to get into him yeah just because um he's a great lyricist exceptional storyteller and Ant is a phenomenal producer. So even if you don't really care a fuck about what Slug's saying, uh, you're gonna dig Ant's beats because yeah. they're all real smooth, real, real nice uh, samples here, here and there. He's got um, great melodies. He's killer on the keys. Uh, they do a lot of live instruments, so it's mm-hmm. just phenomenal production. There was um, there was this Ant beat that I came across a long time ago. I th- I feel like the name was Sounds. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Came across this beat a long time ago. Absolutely fell in love with it. Ant's phenomenal producer. Fell in love with it, rapped over it. This was when I was 
just really getting into hip hop. So I never took the time to listen to the original songs of the beats that I rapped over. Learned my lesson. I do that all the time now. Okay. I, I listen to the originals. When I saw Atmosphere, he performed Sounds. Nice. nice Super nice. cool. Yeah. So, didn't I mean, mean to make you jealous. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring nah, it up. Dude, I'm, I'll <laughs> see him eventually. I mean, you, you did go out of your way after that to let me know he's going to be uh, performing on the, the, Queen um, Mary. the Queen Mary in Long Beach. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like how... Like a concert on a boat, though. Like, yep. how awesome is that? And it's like it's like a reggae festival yeah. kind of thing, yeah. isn't it? So, like, it cool. I mean, reggae music's cool to listen to. I'm not too into it, but I mean, I'll go yeah. drink some beers, God, listen to yeah. reggae music, mm-hmm. and then see atmosphere. I mean, I've I've got prior commitments, but I would definitely be there if I didn't. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But yeah. Poet Powder Cocaine. Super good song. Um, one of one of the songs that uh, not necessarily one of the songs I mean all the songs really did stand out to me, but there is this one line on bad publicity that I just couldn't help. No, you're good. You're but good. absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> making sure we're still recording. Um, this song it had this line that stood out to me. Because I, th- I thought about the content of it. If you've never seen MacGyver, watch one episode of MacGyver. It's incredibly funny. I, I don't know if it's really meant to be funny. Pretty funny. He has this line that he said he says he's the real MacGyver uh, making, making something out of something useless. I appreciated that line so much because there's this episode of MacGyver where he's basically trying to escape some base or something, and he wants to create a distraction for these terrorists or something. So this dude literally gets, like, two two two-by-fours and a bunch of light bulbs, and this little girl's like, MacGyver, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making a light bulb sandwich. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, he literally made something out of something useless, that's why it stood out to me so much. Just you got to listen to evidence. You got to watch one episode of MacGyver. <laughs> At least listen to the album. Find find that line, and then go watch MacGyver afterwards and appreciate the line. And you'll appreciate the line so much more. Guarantee it. Yeah, my my favorite line was the um, drove to a mansion and wrote the shit in front of it. Because everyone covets the comfort of becoming it, and he says, rich. Mm. I mean, he talks about going and writing this verse in front of a mansion because, I mean, you know, if, if you have aspirations for something and it's, you know, making making a lot of money, supporting yeah. your family and living a, a, a good life, like, like everyone wants to become rich. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anyone that's like, oh, no. I get that. I'm cool with this $10 yeah. an hour, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That, that's that's good enough for me. Yeah, everyone's pursuing the you know bigger income. Yeah, so he goes, sits down, writes a verse in front of a a place that you know he seeks seeks to have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm sure the guy's pretty well off with money, but you know, if it's if it's more that he wants, that's that's his aspirations, and that's yeah. what he's what he's uh, using as as the inspiration there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, the guys the guy's delivery and his uh, his style is just so smooth. Um, 
you don't really get bored of him. He's, yeah. he's got a real slow flow, so you can you, everything's legible. It's not too quick. You don't got to really f- like focus on it to hear it. You just you can listen to it and uh, just kind of grasp everything. That's he what says. that's what I really liked about it. I feel like sometimes I've noticed like a lot of or you know maybe there might be a rapper who tries a little too hard and just doesn't come out that you know appealing maybe in a sense. But I felt like I felt like he rapped like quiet and just smooth and it was good. Like just the way he delivered it was amazing. Like that even alone just drew me in, you know? Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's good. I mean I I like I said, there there's not really anything exceptional like we were talking about earlier that mm. that like I have to play on repeat on repeat like oh that was an amazing song right, but it, right. it's such a well-rounded album that you could like you said it's going to be on repeat in your playlist and you know it's yeah. it's hard to skip and and the albums that really stand out to me are the albums that you want to listen to yeah. in their entirety you know yeah, that, that otherwise like you just buy the single yeah exactly exactly and this is definitely one of those albums where when you listen to it it's cool listening to it all the way through. Yeah, I'd say. Let's um, let's talk about how we, who he's got featured on it. Oh yeah, dude. So um, one one of my big one one of my favorite rappers recently that I've come across um, is this guy John Wayne. Okay, he um I, I think he's from L.A. Um, what really stood out to me, what kind of grabbed my attention with this rapper John Wayne, was he had this segment on YouTube. I've talked to you about this before. It was incredible. He basically had people, he live streamed this video. He had people call him and make random noises on the phone. As he made, as they made these random noises on the phone, he produced beats based off of those random noises that people made. It sounds kind of difficult. You know, I, I produce beats, but doing Dude, it's, it, it's, doing a it's, live stream. It's, it's difficult just making a beat yeah. just from like, drums and right, other right. instruments you know mm-hmm. like let alone just noises people are making yeah yeah so this guy he's uh he, he just dropped his uh rap album two um recently uh probably about six months ago or so um i just visited rap album one both incredible incredible albums if you guys get a chance check out john wayne but getting to my point evidence has um a song to make a long, to make a long story longer, and he features John Wayne on it, and it's. I wasn't expecting it when I first put the album on. I didn't take a glimpse at the track list, the artists that were featured on it, and John Wayne popped up, and I was like, it was, "All right, it was already okay. meant, okay. already meant for you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I dug the guy's verse. Uh, is is probably one of my favorite features from from the album. Uh, my fa- my favorite line that he says is uh, he he says he's gonna slap somebody with his cum hand. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, it, that made me pop. I was listening yeah. to it. I was like, oh, ah, yeah. that, that's funny. Oh yeah, like it's it's that's gross, but you know. But it's funny. <laughs> like, like imagine someone slapping you with their cum hand. Cum hand, all bad. Yeah, all bad. No, nothing, nothing right about that. Yeah, and then even <laughs> even the the producers that he got to produce the beats. I mean. There's some pretty next level producers. I mean, Alchemist. You nope. got Knots. If you haven't really truly checked out Knots too, I mean, Knots is a producer to check out. First time I heard him was with one of my all time favorite rappers, Asher Roth. 
uh, Knotts and Asher Roth came out with this tape called the Roth EP. Incredible tape, incredible production, incredible rapping. So yeah, Evidence had Knotts on it, which that alone kind of drew me in too, you know? So production features primo it's 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 a great album recommend everybody checks it out mm. i mean if you have and you're you're watching this because you wanted to see what we had to say about it you know we love it too if you haven't listened to it yet check out his album if you haven't listened to evidence check out his catalog because the guy he's got he's got a lot of great music and he's a phenomenal performer oh yeah i saw him uh i saw him two years ago at how the grouse stole Ooh, christmas okay. tour uh, he opened up for uh, the Living Legends, you know, my all-time favorite group, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he f- fucking killed it. Yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome performance. And he's just out there by himself. Like, you know, you're a great performer if you don't need like a, a little hype dude with you yeah. or like your whole crew up there with you. He's just out there doing his thing, his thing yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. just just killing it, ripping it, yeah. killing it. Great way to open a show. Yeah, definitely <laughs> listening to this album kind of got me into the mindset of opening my mind about his whole discography. I know, I think I think this was his third studio album, maybe third or fourth? Uh, I think fourth. Fourth, okay. Um, you know, and I got the chance recently to kind of listen to some of his older stuff, and I noticed, um, I wanted to talk to you about this, because you, you know Evidence pretty well. <clears throat> um, I noticed just a lot of weather references, you know, um... I was trying to kind of figure out what the meaning behind it was. Um, I'm I'm not too uh, too hip on the uh, the deeper like, meaning, the deeper meaning mm-hmm. or origin of it, but I I do know he has the Weatherman LP, which was one of his one of his first uh, uh, slow, solo okay. endeavors, and that's a great album. You know, yeah. he's he's got throughout. He's got a bunch of like uh, Weatherman skits or like the Weather Ladies. Mm. Like, oh, we got. I, I noticed that too on this album. Yeah, they had the uh, the Weather Lady skits. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's got that throughout. He's got it on Cats and Dogs too. I mean, Cats and Dogs is a, a, another reference to weather. You know, yeah. raining cats and dogs, and uh, it's it's kind of just his thing. You know, he's he's stuck to it, and that's just his his like mantra. These voices inside on my mind, they will try to drive me. Fine like powder cocaine, and that's a hell of a drug, and that's a hell of a sand. They need elephant trunks to get it off of the plate. I want to better myself, they want to dwell in the pain. I want to better my health, no umbrella for rain, and that's a hell of a bug. I want to live in my dreams, got an ocean in mind, they want to settle for streams. I want to settle for more, I want to get knocked down so I could settle the score. Better than before, as if that was possible. Shake the demons of my mother in the hospitals Drove to a mansion and wrote this shit in front of it Cause everybody covets the comfort of us becoming it Rich, and that's a hell of a drug I caught a hell of a dream I caught a hell of a bug Fuck the relevant things I've been moving at the speed of my life Ignorant to the price I'll be fine like powder cocaine These voices inside of my mind They will try to drive me
your border Got a pocket of nails and we can prop these ports up I caught a fish this big like I would die for your sins if it would cure my boredom I want knowledge of self and also everything else But the gravity helps and reality's real When I finally fell, I told my family well When a battery dies, it goes to battery hell Bent, intent, inflict a dent in the cement Magnificent, brag like Sisyphus Boast like the host with the most upvotes I bought a spot and coach, but got the bump up hopes It goes fine like the spot on my brain Put my notes in the book from the top of the chain You stood over to look like dinner and it's not a complaint but I'm almost halfway out of the rain I'm fine These voices inside of my mind They will try to drive me insane But everything's fine if I try to remain Like powder cocaine These voices All right, back with beers in the air after the first segment. And um, I'm going to say this snake dog's pretty good, dude. After one, I mean, it's got me got pretty, me feeling all right. Pretty Liddy Montana. I mean, it's, it's not too uh, not too overpowering of an IPA. But yeah, that's then what, again, it's um, not too I, light of one either. It's just, it's pretty good. I, like I know, it. yeah, I know the... Um, I know the flying dog that you're drinking. I think it's like a seven percenter. Probably. Oh yeah, so it's probably, seven point one. So it's probably got a little more kick. It the, does. Um, does have a little kick. The um, the ride on that I'm drinking. I think it's a six point six. Uh, but I'm you know I'm I'm two in and you know I'm feeling a I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. He's especially feeling after good. especially after those pork chops and oh, yeah. mashed potatoes. What wifey said it's intermission time. Time to eat. So. Uh. We had, we had to eat a little bit. So. And I was super full already, but super bomb. So good. <laughs> it's, it's, so good. So good. Um, I mean, I think think we had a pretty nice good uh, first segment of the review. I'm hoping everyone checks it out just because, I mean, I love evidence, and I hope everybody else can love yeah. them too. You know what I mean? Great, great musician. Like, support the guy. Keep his music coming. That way mm-hmm. we can continue to have great music while we're... You know, buried in shitty stuff. Yeah, and especially, you know, um, with the album just having been released, I know for a fact he's going to be touring. Oh, yeah. I, I always say tu- touring weird. Tu- tu- <laughs> tearing? Touring? 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 He's going to be traveling around the country and playing music, probably around the world playing music anytime soon. So definitely check him out if you get a chance. Oh, yeah. It'll be a pretty good time. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe you'll get lucky and he'll be with some other rhyme sayers or yeah. maybe even some surprise uh, dilated songs. Ooh. I actually saw dilated um, in an excellent, excellent uh, card for the show. Like, um, I don't know if you've heard of Supernatural. Yeah. Supernatural, he's insane freestyler. Insane freestyler, dude. Okay, tell, let me know what he did for his freestyle and I'll tell you what he did. At Rock the Bells 2011. Oh, we're, we're taking it back to 2011. Oh. Yeah, this was a couple of years ago. Um, Buddy Yak, he got me tickets to... Um, to <laughs> yeah, the, 
We're we'll we're referencing Yak, and you we'll, know we'll maybe re- we'll bring Yak into an episode sometime soon. He'll he'll be Hopefully. here. That way you can see, you can see the man behind the name. Um, Buddy Yak got me my for my wedding wedding tick uh, wedding gift. He got me tickets to see um, Dilated at the Greek no Theater. Shit, dude. Uh, Supernatural started the show off. Mm-hmm. Then dilated, and it was the reunion tour for Jurassic Five. So oh, I also I also oh, saw Jurassic Five. Oh, oh, oh no! <clears throat> yeah, oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel towards you how you felt towards me when I went to go see Atmosphere. Oh, you're big big Jurassic Five J5, fan. J Five man, J Five. Yeah, they they were dope. I um I uh. I wasn't uh, too huge of a Jurassic Five fan, but mm-hmm. I, I have listened to their music. But their live show was great. Oh, yeah. I mean, just a bunch of old cats still doing it. Dilated was was fucking amazing, and <laughs> Supernatural was just freestyling out of topics that he was being given from people that were in the crowd. Like just a consistent freestyle for probably like eight to ten minutes, just off of like what people were like throwing at him. Okay. He did the same thing during Rock the Bells. He basically, before he started, pretty much before he started freestyling, he told the audience, he was like, you know, pick a piece of trash up off the ground, pull something out of your pockets, whatever it is. And he's just going off about all this stuff that people have in their hands. One of the dudes had like a $2 bill and he's rapping about this $2 bill and he just fucking takes it. <laughs> and keeps rapping. I was like, "That's so tight. It's so good." <clears throat> yeah, he was he was great, dude. It was a great way to open the show. Dilated killed it, and then uh, one of my first like full experiences with with J Five was it was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's a pure great performance. And what I, what I love about like old older hip hop and like underground hip hop. Is you don't run into the problem with people rapping over their their songs Vocals, in the background. Yeah. Mm. That is the worst to me. Yeah. I might not mean much to you guys, but if I go to a <laughs> show and you're rapping over your lyrics, even if you're Drake, I'm booing the fuck out of you. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Don't do that because you know, a, a hip hop head like me, we don't we're not down for that. I'm not down for that. I'll, I'll throw a tomato at you. <laughs> One of uh recently I went to go see um I went to go see Big Lenbo, Joey Badass and Logic out in Vegas mm. and I'll tell you one of the really cool things about Logic didn't rap over his vocals. Just were the were the was the rest of the the uh people that performed were they were they having their uh, backing tracks no. in the background? Oh, okay. Well. No. Okay, I, th- I thought you were just referring like as logic was the only one that didn't. Oh no no I'll, yeah <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, yeah yeah. I mean it it helps you get into the show more you know mm. I mean you're getting that live experience of them performing instead of like I don't want to hear like fucking Gucci Gang playing in the background while you just say say like yeah 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 like the entire time while your song's just playing and then yeah. you just rap sometimes like i did um they, these guys wonder why they get punched in the face during yeah. their shows like mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a recently i went to um the regent theater to go see big boy and one of the openers was rapping over his vocals Ugh. and it, it's crazy too because it would have been a really kick-ass show because he had like a live drummer a live guitarist 
Um, some dude was like DJing. Like it was a really cool set. And then he's just rapping over his lyrics. And there's times when I see him just stop rapping and the lyrics are still going. I'm like, oh, come. So it was, it was like someone you never heard of before? Yeah, it was just so. I mean, you, yeah. you, you don't, you're not even riding your own hype train. Yeah. You know, you, you can't just, you don't have pretty much zero credibility other than like you're who's opening for, for Big Boy tonight. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you made, you made somebody that was there think that you sucked. Yeah. I mean, other than like your performance would have been great if you didn't do that. Like, just don't do that. Moral of the story. Just rap over the instrumental. Yeah, just rap your shit, dude. Easy. Go out there, tell a story. Like, be you be the show. Don't like play your, yeah. your songs. You know what I mean? Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Yeah, because like I've I've seen like some of your performance, and like you guys were getting up there, and you like you have a lot of energy, and that's what people dig. Like, if you guys just went up there and like just stood there, you know, said some of your lyrics, and then got out of breath and let the track play, like. I, I had I had so much energy during two shows, no, three shows in particular that I remember that I threw up afterwards because I'm not really physically fit. <laughs> so after getting so, you know, hyped about the show <clears throat> and getting so into the show, you worked yourself up. After the fact, I went and puked. It might have been because I had quite a few beers beforehand, but I think it was also partially because I was getting so hyped. Well, I'm, I mean, beers, I mean, not being in the very best cardiovascular shape yeah. and then being yeah. up there super hyped. Like so I think it was just <clears throat> I've been there. Me being a big yeah. guy and a smoker, yeah. It doesn't help me getting yeah. up there and being hyped. Like I I tell my boys when, you know, we're doing performances, I'm like, I'm gonna need help here because oh, yeah. like when I'm sitting down and we're practicing this, I can mm-hmm. hit it. But once yeah, the, when the hype yeah. starts going, oh, I need yeah. to breathe and you the gotta pick me of up. The live like, show yeah, and, like have your boys yeah. pick you up. Don't yeah. like, like I'm not letting my back and track pick me up. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean Segue into uh, to what we do. Yeah. Um, I'm saying coming up next, let's uh, start with uh, the man behind the mask, uh, Ziggy Braun. Ziggy B. That's me. <clears throat> Unintentional rhyme. Didn't mean to do that. <laughs> that's why he's that's here. Ju- that's just what you have to expect. You know? Torn from the fiery pages of the mightiest annals of the West comes the supreme saga in the great tradition of frontier drama. Baracho, desperado, ladies say I'm guapo, it's not bravado Hey Morocco, no need to warn ya, welcome to the west, it's California Feel the hot sunlight bright on the sand, cold beer in hand where we lay the land Insane Japan, there's always been a clan, who should be standing, took command So it's Yvonne Bish, yeah, it's nice to meet ya, I'm a bond retard, drinking margaritas Full of alcohol, so my clubs are clean, there ain't never give a fuck if I bust the speaker So I'm back with the boys passing the pipe, rapping at night, passion come back in a light Sacrifice on the mic, we ask for life so don't think twice, pay our price Get this right, ain't no doubt I'm higher than the clouds out with the monkey house And shit, I rhyme well, Lord, over guitar chords I'm spitting CA stanzas like I'm Seinfeld George Kidding it, baby, shit, I had to abort I don't do it for the money, I'm in it just for the sport Look at me, back on the track, but I thwart Every motherfucking rapper thinking we fall short When I glove slap, and you in the face I'll be hearts to tobacco, I'm fucking wacko Je suis un putain vaco, oui, oui It's the call me the Waco kid Kill a Mormon and Cecil B Clone with their stunts like I'm Ziggy Knee, One of a kind 
Latin like Ripley's Believe or Gryffindor Speaking parts of tongue to a serpentine Slithering into this fine ass beat Lyrics drop like a raven's claw so serene Hufflepuff bitch with the hardest working MCs Repping the streets of the Dirty D Seventh in Mojave Hearing all these shots like the paparazzi The genre plus eyes will not ask combo like Bobby and Connie Trying to be the king like I'm hip-hop's Rodney Trying to keep the peace like I'm hip-hop's Gandhi Concocting fat beats fatter than the fat sandwiches of the husband of Blondie So so delicious Bodie only more tender than a fucking slab of Kobe Alright, as we talked about before, we got the um, the Ziggy Braun interview, the man behind the mask. Um, if you know if you know Ziggy Braun, you know who he is. If you don't, you'll find out one day. One day you may find out. Maybe uh, maybe maybe episode twenty five will reveal the man behind the mask of season four. Of season four, a <laughs> hundred episodes of season. <laughs> All right, um, so uh, Ziggy Braun, he's a guy I've known for years, uh, relatively started making music around the same time. Yeah, 2009, nine, nine, yeah, nine, probably I think, nine, 2009, I think. You, you guys were a little ahead of me, I was, I was 09, yeah. uh, you know, I used to record with, uh, with you and, uh, your, your old group, and, um, at your brother's, uh, work over off uh industrial over towards um the college mm-hmm. and uh that's pretty much where we got it all started yeah. man like oh yeah uh the monkey house was your previous group yeah we're still you know we're still trying to do stuff when we can for yeah, sure a little little more spread out now yeah. i mean pe- yeah, yeah. people have kind of mm-hmm. gone and started new ventures in their life and yeah. i mean it it happens it happens i mean the fact sure. that you kept a, a four man group together three Plus one later. Well, I mean, we'll get to that with the yeah. history of it all. I mean, uh, it's groups are tough, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about like the the goods and the bads of that, and like what kind of led you to the whole uh, solo Ziggy Braun adventure. I, you know, honestly, I, I feel like there weren't really any any bads. It was, I mean, it was it was a good time working with them. We always came up with just real cool stuff that people didn't really hear too often. Um, you know, some of some of my two favorite tracks, or my my two favorite tracks that we actually got the chance to work on. Um, one of them was called the D, where the D, the D, <laughs> the dirty D, the desert. Um, but it incorporated, you know, the, the swap back hip hop that I'm just a huge fan of, you know, doing, doing two lines here, three lines here, somebody else does two lines and just kind of, it's all over the place, you know, and it's, it had that classic hip hop feel. Yeah. And then, especially if there's good chemistry, Yeah, I mean, chemistry is everything too. Mm -hmm. Cause I mean, you could throw, throw three, four people together and they just won't mesh well. But I mean, yeah. that's that's something you guys did. You guys played well off each other. Yeah, and the the cool thing was that we all had different musical backgrounds. Oh, you know, so definitely it was definitely. I mean, you worked together, yeah. but it didn't mean that you you guys were the same. Yeah. It's oh no, definitely not at all. A, a huge variety of sound, and that's what made it so unique. Yeah, and that's what that's what made me that's what made me enjoy. Excuse me, those beers. The beers that's are what coming. Me, <laughs> that's what made me enjoy working on the D so much was that we uh, we got a chance to incorporate some of the metal 
music that I really grew up with, you know? Mm, Not oh, necessarily metal music, I, okay, but... Okay, now I know exactly what song you're yeah, talking about. Like yeah, that. so basically, for those who haven't heard it, it's straight up hip-hop, just swap back hip-hop, just real smooth rhymes and everything. And out of nowhere, um, it goes into this like distorted guitar, and it's just like real crazy drums. And it was a cool song. It got real hyped. Um, one one time during the show, I really fucked up my my hip. It's it's actually one of my favorites that you guys would perform just yeah, because yeah. of because of the energy level. I mean, you and uh, you know like Saint Even and uh, other people from the Monkey House. Saint Even. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, uh, Jimmy the Funksta and uh, Scum Dog. Mm. I mean, just the amount of energy you guys brought with that song was just great. Yeah, there was a there was one time in particular when we were performing that song, and. I dove into a crowd that wasn't really a crowd. <laughs> nice. It was basically where the crowd should have been, and the crowd was like on the outskirts of where the crowd <laughs> should have been, and it was like a foot-high stage, and I, I jump off the stage just getting so hyped, and the floor was kind of slippery, so when I landed, I kind of slipped and just fell on my hip and slammed my hip bone super Ooh. hard, so I was just like laying on the ground just like screaming in the mic like, Play, play. <laughs> I really fucked up my hip though, bad that show, but it was fun. It was I mean, sometimes cool. stuff like that happens. You got to improvise yeah. and you know mm-hmm. make the best of it. Yeah, and then that I mean that was such a fun song to do. And then um, my one of my other favorite songs was um, Desperados. Uh, La leyenda de los Desperados, the legend of the Desperados. All right, for all those uh, non-Spanish speakers out there, <laughs> that's the translation. <laughs> what Desperados means? Not too sure. Um, anyways, I sampled... Um, the clip was a clip from Blazing Saddles, the trailer. The trailer of Blazing Saddles. I had that as the intro. Great show. In- incredible. Incredible. First movie to ever use flatulence. Didn't know if you knew that. <laughs> no. First movie to ever have F- farts. Fun fact it. of the day. Yeah, fun fun fact of the day. Bow, bow. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I threw a, I found the trailer for that movie on YouTube, and I, I found some clip that I used. And then I sampled, um, I think, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I, I can't remember what song it was from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? But I... I used something from the soundtrack from Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and then I threw some guitar over it, and just hi-hats and like 808s and snare, and it just, it turned out to be a really, really cool song. It was, it was fun. It was fun. But yeah, overall, back, sorry. No, you're, went you're way good. Way too good into now. it. But, uh, yeah, just the, the Monkey House was fun. So you, you'll expect something from us soon, you know? It's, I mean, I'd love to hear it. It's been a while. It's, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We're, uh, we're leaving you guys waiting. Just leaving, us, leaving us hanging. Yeah, it's going to be good. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, I'll actually uh, I'll play a clip of that song in a, in a little bit so you can you guys can get the feel for what we're talking yeah. about here. But um, that was, those two songs are from uh, their album, The Yellow Album. The Yellow right? Album, yeah. It was, the, um, it was the first album we ever came out with. And it came out back in 2013, November 2013, if I remember correctly. And it, it was definitely one of my most proud moments so far in music. 
I'd have to say. It was good. Well put together. I mean, I got I got the honor of uh, yeah. mastering it, yeah. so I, I listened to it quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mastering that down. And, uh, I mean, you you do most of the production and stuff yeah. like that for your, your crew, and, yeah. um, you know, that's that's a task. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's honestly, you know, I, I have my full-time job, but I love doing that. Like, a, a second... There's not a second that goes by where I'm like, man, I hate editing music. I hate making beats. <laughs> oh, hate oh man, I got to get in there oh. and wrap this verse. Yeah, oh. de- oh, darn it. Oh, dang it. Shucks. Dang, I got to go make music. <laughs> I love me every second of it. <laughs> Can't wait to do another project with the Stoop Kids. That's another... Uh, that was that know. was another thing I was, I was going to bring up. So, I mean, we, we've, had, we've, had, we've had Ziggy Braun in the Monkey House. We've had... Now Ziggy Braun uh, in Santa Cruz with uh, the Stoop Kids, which was it was another like uh, just a real cool album. You guys yeah. had a, a real cool style together. I mean, Zavon is is killer. I love that guy. You know, he's got a great style. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about the Stoop Kids album. Where'd you get the the uh, inspiration for it? The the name of the group? Yeah, man. So um, basically, what happened was. Um, one of uh one of my housemates up in Santa Cruz actually he originally came up with the uh with the stoop kid idea and you know I asked him if he could or if we could use it and he was cool with it so um me and uh yeah me and Zevon just uh we got we got together one day and just pretty much every day we got together we just knocked some stuff out you know we we made a beat we wrote a verse whatever it was we recorded a song and the album in its, in its entirety i think was i think it was like 18 tracks or something yeah. different uh hi-hat rhythms too <laughs> not 24 with the same one <laughs> different ones 18 different ones 18 different ones all 18 were different but um, I mean, you're never you're never gonna hit the billboards like that, right? Right. It's, yeah, <laughs> you so need the same one. Maybe I need the same rhythms, and I, I up it by a, a 36 track album with the same hi hat rhythms. <laughs> the same one, just maybe one's uh, <laughs> one thirty second instead of one sixteen. There you go. Like there you go. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the big uh, you know, inspirations throughout the album was the Hey Arnold episode where. Um, ooh, if I try to remember who exactly told the story, I, th- I think Gerald, Gerald actually told the tale of Stoop Kid, and I feel like it might have been Sid who kind of started off. He was like, "Hey, Gerald, tell us the legend of Stoop Kid," and that's how we that's how we kind of brought the album in, and um, yeah, just every track was just fun to make, man. It was it was an overall cool project, and it was it was when I first really started kind of producing music and kind of working with music, so the quality wasn't you know that good. But it was oh if if I can go back and knowing what I know now, re-record that album. I mean that that's cool. that's part of the growth too. Yeah, exactly. Just having your your catalog of how you're growing as an artist, like yeah. going back and like 
So as you get better, sometimes it's like, oh man, I can't even listen to this anymore mm. just because it's I could have it could have sounded so much better. Yeah. But I mean, that's part of your growth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like, oh man, he was so shitty lyrically. Look, mm. look what he's doing now. It was more just like. All right, sounds kind of like garage bandish, and now yeah. you've you've stepped up your quality and mm. you've become a better engineer and helping yourself out a little better yeah. that way. Yeah. So, um, when you're uh, when you're producing or when you're um, you know, uh, writing and stuff like that, uh, what like what are what are your real inspirations? Like, what drives you to do it? Who's who's the one that really got you going? Honestly, the ones that the ones that got me going with hip hop, three people. Uh, one of my older brothers, he got me into NWA, Chronic Two Thousand One, The Chronic, and super cool albums. I mean, you can't go wrong with, you know, like the whole Straight Out Compton album. You can't go wrong with the whole Chronic Two Thousand One album. So my older older brother got me. He was the one who originally got me into hip hop. Um, St. Even and Jimmy the Funksta were the ones who actually got me into writing. Um, we, we, we got together one day. Um, I had some equipment. I got a scholarship at school for like playing drums for five minutes. And I used that money to buy a MacBook and Logic Pro. Nice. <laughs> And with that, um, you know, we started making some music. I knew St. Even rap, so, you know, I invited him over. Um, he started rapping on some uh, Jay Dilla beats, and that mm. was, like, the first track that... It was Last Dota of the Night was the first track that he actually rapped over. And then um, I was chilling with Jimmy the Funksta one day, and he was kind of just we were just like freestyling I, I wasn't really freestyling i was just like kind of listening and just having a good time because I, I i didn't know how to do that at it's, all it before still your, don't before your time before, yeah yeah before your uh, comfort level of, yeah, uh, yeah. Ho hopping in the hot cypher exactly exactly <laughs> so he, he's rapping and um we call up saint even and saint even's listening to him rapping and i'm like hey we should all get together sometime and do some stuff like let's record some music and I think, uh, I think you know, I recorded some solo stuff for Jimmy the Funk, so I recorded some solo stuff for St. Even, and then we, uh, the first track we ever hopped on was the King Kong instrumental. And um, I, didn't, I didn't know even how to approach a beat. Like, I didn't even know how to, I didn't know how to start writing a verse. I didn't know what to write about. So St. Even was like, hey, I'll just, I'll, I'll write you something and just rap it. And he wrote it perfectly to who I am as an individual and it fit me so well <laughs> that was so tight how he did it and that was on uh, King Kong yeah uh, King, yeah. Kong. King, I, I, King Kong I know that song very well yeah yeah and uh to this day I I could I couldn't tell that someone wrote that for you yeah well it's <laughs> funny too because he wrote it what, what's interesting is when you know when somebody writes a verse they write it one particular way to a certain rhythm to a certain cadence to like a certain style all that yeah but when you get something ghost written I'm, I'm gonna throw this out there that was my my first and only ghost written verse <laughs> i probably had like a few ghost written rhymes because i didn't know what to say but as far as verses go one and only one and only real original real cool but um when i when i actually wrapped it Saint even was like, dude, I didn't even, 
like expect you to rap it that way. You know, I I expected it a different way, but the way you did it was cool. Like that was that was awesome. So ever since then, and then when when I rapped that verse, that was when I thought you had to like yell everything into a microphone. So like all my verses were me just like yelling into shit. <laughs> it's like in the bass. Yeah. So right on, man. Well, uh, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to pull up your your verse for that. I'll I'll dig dig in the crates and find Ooh, it. But um, the archives. Let's uh let's take a real quick break, real quick. We'll uh we'll we'll listen to the uh, King Kong verse and Ooh. then we'll get back into uh the uh final half of your interview. I've got the bass and the drums, yo it's me, Alex Bean with the rhymes. I go dumb, got people worldwide like a mob that'll land. Screaming mother, father, goddamn Saturn up bitch. Who else you know got King Kong in his hands? Without abandon on the daily I could show you some tricks Play a whole show, break a tent Pairs of drumsticks Pop the bottles of Guinness and watch me blast right off I love women in college, just call me Ashrod Damn son, I'd like to be built You're hearing the funk Yo, my drum set is louder than that thing in your trunk Ha! I spaz out like an N.E.R.D. And I've got the redhead shouting out that I'm a beast Now, with those rhymes, you can leave me out, please The last name's Barowski, so don't try to doubt me I'm So yeah, man, like You can't even really tell that somebody wrote that for you Because yeah, I mean, there's like a lot of reference like towards Who you were, too Like, I mean, it's not even Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying He... It's crazy how well he did it because he knew exactly what, like if I feel like, I feel like if I were to approach that instrumental today, I would rap about some of the same stuff. And like, he, it was amazing how he did it. It, t- it takes a real person to know you on a certain level to, yeah. to do that, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So um, I wanted to ask you, um, let's go modern, modern day. Ziggy Braun. Okay. Um, you've been working on, since everyone's kind of doing their own thing with the Monkey House, yeah. you've really gotten the chance to finally work on uh, a solo album. Right. So uh, without uh, really disclosing a bunch of secrets to the album, uh, kind of give us like a like a, a feel for what, what what's to expect and when can we expect it. So... What what I wanted to do, pri- primarily the album is almost all produced by me. Um, I have a few outside producers. Um, one of them, real dope dude, this guy named Steve Spiffler. Um, he does a lot of stuff with this guy, um, Gark Mavigan, um, a.k.a. Mark Gavigan. Um, <laughs> I met him while I was up in Santa Cruz. Both really cool dudes. But um, I bought, I, I got one beat from a... This dude, Steve Spiffler, he's just a really cool producer. And um, you listened to this song the other day, and you, it, it fits my style really well. Just real upbeat, kind of fun. Anyways, um, basically what I'm doing with it, I'm, I'm telling a story of, you know, I'm not a well-known rapper, but in the story, it's basically the adventures, kind of, or the the tale of Ziggy Braun in a sense and it starts with me kind of hypothetically one day you know well-known rapper in Victorville well-known producer in Victorville and it it starts that way and then the the second song basically cuts back to 
the beginning of my story. And from there, it sort of just tells its way up to the beginning of the album. So kind of like it starts at the end and then the second song starts at the beginning and then it kind of comes full circle. Yeah, it's, I mean, just, that's, that's a great concept. I mean, I, I remember the first time you told me about this and I was like, oh man, like I can't wait to see how you make it happen. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, keep in mind, you know, it's all, it's all for the most part fictional in a sense, but there's true aspects to it. Like every, every part of the album is kind of a real thing that I've gone through sort of in a sense, but the overall story as a whole is fictional. Keep that in mind, but it's cool. It's fun. You know, it's, it's going to be real interesting kind of just hearing how it all plays out. Like I said, like you said, don't want to give too much away. You just got to... Without giving a ton away, drop us a couple bars. Ooh, okay. This that highly anticipated, my verses just masturbated all over the masses, faces out, the master race, spit that tongue, that state to mix them drums and lace to make the greatest thing that's resonated on the pavement, so innovative, invasive, I'm invading all basements, sustained abrasions, all these tracks are the dopest cuts. Clash with the soulless fucks, no rhythm, no rhyme, and no reason. Serious with the spit and with the dash comedic. Can I keep these lyrics down? I'm diagnosed bulimic. Exploring the English language, every rap is so scenic. I've hit Oxford, Urban, and Merriam-Webster. A couple more years and I'll be the one giving lectures. A king with these rhymes, but perceived as a jester. When interceptor of them sound waves. Concoct verses in profound waves. All your terms are derogatory. My terms go and tell a story. I'll be rapping well till I'm well into my 40s. And then I rap a couple more with them dogs like corgis. Making love to your years like an audible orgy. You're invited cordially. I'm just not normally this nice and orderly. My conscience forcibly. Exhorted towards fees. Hoarded more lyrics than your average MC. Went to school for hip hop and got my master's degree. Uh, man, I just asked for a sneak peek and he, he, dropped, he dropped the tape on hey, us real quick. <laughs> Sorry, it was, it was really hard because every time I took a breath, I sucked in part of my bandana. It's okay. You know, I can really see that with just the same hi-hat rhythm over and over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to. It's, 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 it's been a running gag through the whole show. So I, track, I track one goes... Track two goes... But track three, it goes... Nice. No, I'm just kidding. I can't wait to hear that. It's really cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, so when when can we expect that? I'm hoping, ideally, probably by maybe September, August or September. Okay, so in in the summer, early, early fall. Yeah, I wanna I wanna try and release it when it's still warm out. It just seems like a good time to release an album. I mean, you all you always got to have a party, maybe performance stuff like and that, that. You Get, know, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, I want to. I've always loved backyard shows. Backyard shows are my all time favorite shows. Uh, you can do whatever ever. The fuck you want. I mean, dude, and it's just it's a cool ass crowd, man. It's just it's fun. It's so, it's everybody that you usually want there. Yeah, exactly. So if if I could release it while it's still pretty warm out, you know, and up here, you know, it's. When it's dark, it's like the perfect temperature. Even if it's like 110 degrees out during the day, at night, it's perfect, you know? Yeah. So if I if I can get like an August, maybe like a July or August release, I think that'll be cool. I think that'll oh, be yeah. good. good. I mean, 
the late it's the sun's out pretty late yeah i mean it's not going to be well it's going to be hot but roughly you do stuff like that in the evening so it's yeah. you know no sweaters no people outside freezing just mm-hmm. having a good time yeah, drinking some some beers and listening to some music some good old hip hop man some good old ziggy Braun. i'm excited <clears throat> i'm excited so um we uh other than your solo stuff, we uh, recently decided to get together for as long as we've known each other. This is the first project we've worked on together, together as, yeah. as as a whole. And I mean, what are we called? Ye old gents. Or, Spell that out for us. Y e space o l d e space g e n t z. Nice. I mean. We kind of just came up with that randomly. I mean, we were kind of thinking of a name, and, uh, you know, we didn't really know what to call ourselves, and uh, it was kind of a cool, creative, old yeah. uh, old English way to say, like, the old guys. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> I've had some good nights with old English, as we all have. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> and, um, I mean, there's there's not too much for us to expose uh, about the... Uh, the old Jans album. So uh, I think I, I think the coolest thing about it is that we incorporated beats from both of us. Yeah, you know, because we're fully fully produced by both of us. Yeah, you know, are recording our own stuff. I mean, it's completely homemade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, you, you've really sparked an inspiration with me that kind of got me back into my studio. And uh, well, it's, I mean, it's helped me even inspire our keep getting our label running. I yeah. mean, we've got a lot of cool stuff going mm-hmm. on right now, a lot of cool people with uh, that are going to be coming out of here uh, through our label. Yeah. Uh, that it's it's going to be an exciting year. Yeah, it's 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 cool, too, because, um, you know, prior to getting together with you, um, you know, I was probably writing a verse, like, every few weeks or something. You know, it was just, like, a, not really coming out too often. But since then, I think I've been doing a verse a week just about i think since the new year it's been a verse a week yeah I'll, I'll find myself coming in here like right when i get off on a friday sitting in here producing like three fucking beats mm-hmm. and uh because i mean i got a lot of people to produce for now like you know running the label you think oh you know just get a bunch of people together to wrap some songs and we'll put them out and market them but i mean, like i totally forgot like man i got a lot of beats to make yeah. for a lot of different <laughs> styles too so like yeah. i'm i'm just trying to build up that uh that archive and um you know let's let's go ahead and end this interview with a little sneak peek of uh, dunder mifflin ooh there we go Get hella paid. 
slaving for the man Trying to adequate my paper month through five Nine to five, see the fruits of my labor Defeat my neighbors with the cool shit on the weekends Acting foolish up the cajon Just got home, meet at the stew and we can do this by day I'm pushing parcels by night I'm pushing faders, I'm pushing away my haters Through positive rhymes, my label Beautiful minds on my grind Doing nothing under the table Pushing these lines, telling my story Putting clothes on the back of my stable Beautiful daughters are the cause for this labor And father, I'm working till I am hurting And still have love that's unrivaled It's worth it every penny All of these miles I've traveled This love is timeless, love is priceless Worth every scar from the battles I steer away from the cattle I'm in love with my mind That's quite a trait, no debate I am one of a kind Not a lot left on this earth like me That you will find right at the peak of my existence Thinking never rewind Trying to get that paper like every day Like every day Trying to make that paper and get hella paid And get hella paid Trying to get that paper like every day Like every day Trying to make that paper and get hella paid And get hella paid Farming the beats on Dwight, shrewd, compress them into some fine juice Fix the kinks I fine tune, then enhance them with some rhymes too That thread level be midnight, golden face this shit nice My cells pitched, that's hell lit, smack dab my element This stable stuck in back of mines like a stapler stuck in gelatin Bossed up like Michael Scott, every rap spit is elegant I'm the big tuna Making the cheddar like Gouda, belly big like Buddha, dog paddle in the moolah. Gassed up like Kevin's chili, spilt beans like damn, really? On the verge to make a milli, boy, that joke was so silly. That's what she said, working the office late in the PM. Found all the rappers and slid in the DM, looking for features, carpe diem. Close the deal and I don't even meet them. Showing up to the wrong show, but I'm lyrically sweetums. The thoughts were bottled up, so I freed them. Went from busting raps in Scranton to busting raps in the Hamptons. Still stacking paper in that Ziggy Brown fashion. Trying to get that paper like every day. Like every day, trying to make that paper and get hella paid. And get hella paid, trying to get that paper like every day. Like every day, trying to make that paper and get hella paid. And get hella paid. What I really, what I want to ask you could get controversial for people. Let's, if you don't agree with the guy. Feel free in the comments to let them know. <laughs> Top five all time. Ooh. 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 Okay, this is this is always a tough one for me. I've heard this one time and time again. Always, always tough. But no particular order? Um, yeah, just your top five. Okay, just I top mean, you, five. You, you can rank it one to five, like how, who you feel is number one. Okay. Get get, get these comment comments really I'm gonna, going. I'm going to just do top five, no particular order. Okay. Andre 3000, for sure. I mean, member of Outcast, Love Below, everything he did on Equemini, also every, cool. everything he touches. Yeah. Um, Eminem, I have to say, not necessarily his recent stuff. Wasn't a big fan of Revival. I mean, th- this is this is all time. Yeah. So I mean, exactly. One one song can really make you or break you. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. well, I mean, if if this was like top five right now, Eminem probably wouldn't yeah. Be up there. So of all time, I gotta say Eminem. So Andre three thousand, Eminem. One of my personal favorites, Asher Roth. I. Fucking love everything he's done. Asleep in the bread aisle. 
Roth EP, Greenhouse Effect Volume 1 and 2, the Just Listen EP, which was before Sleep in the Bread Isle, Paps and Jazz. Everything is so cool. Is, it seems like you're pretty uh, pretty in touch with Asher. I'm, I'm Asher. a big Asher we, we, fan. We I, might have to do some Asher just because like, it I'm seems dead. like you, you can go for a while. You know, I've, 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 see, I've seen the dude live, you know, three, four times. I've met him once. I went to go see Action Bronson. And Asher Roth was chilling in the audience. Mm. Cool dude. Um, that's, break. that's three. I know this so is we, got, we got Andre 3000, this Eminem, Asher Roth. Oh, I hate this question, man. It's hard because really he, it's almost question. it's almost like you don't want to offend your your favorite artist um, by not putting them on here. I gotta say, Dr. Dre. Gotta say, Dr. Dre. Really love everything he's done. Um, this might be different tomorrow, but today, this is what it is. I'm fucking with Afro Man. Fucking with Afro Man. <laughs> I'm fucking with Afro Man. Dude puts on a crazy show. He, I feel like he's like the Weird Al Yankovic, but not doing covers. Like, Imagine what Weird Al Yankovic is to like rock... I feel like Afro Man is that to hip hop almost. Well, I mean, to to be almost like a comedy rapper, mm-hmm. to still have jams that you could sit there and just just jam because they're they're good. Like that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's hard to do. It's dude, it's hard to make a serious song. I, I like to have people jam to it. So, I, I mean, feel like, like Afro Man isn't going to be in my top five tomorrow. I mean, he's one of my favorites. Don't get me wrong, but. Tomorrow it would probably be somebody different. I mean, so we got Andre 3000, Eminem, Asher Roth, Dr. Dr. Dre, Dre Afro and Man. the Afro Man. <laughs> Fucking with it. Before we end <clears throat> this, I saw Afro Man in Santa Cruz one time. Dude showed up two hours late to the show, so the concert promoter just let us go. He was like, leave, go do your thing downtown, come back in two hours, we'll let you guys back in. Went to the Red Room in Santa Cruz. Big shouts to the Red Room in Santa Cruz. Met Gerard Butler. He was out there. what? Yeah, he was out there filming Chasing Mavericks. He was there. So we left Afro Man because he was two hours late. Went to the Red Room to go grab a drink. Met Gerard Butler. I gave him a fizz bump, and I was like, hey, what's up, dude? He was like, hey, mate. No, he's not Australian. I forgot what he is, but we just said what's up. Left, went back to go see Afro Man. Afro Man gave me a fist bump. Fucking auctioned off an empty 40 ounce of Colt 45 for five bucks. <laughs> an <laughs> empty was, one? It was so He cool. got five bucks off his glass <laughs> bottle. Empty, empty That you can get like five cents for the recycling. Sick show. And he, he just like plugged in his iPod and played the instrumentals and then and like fucking jammed on his like double header Gibson. It was <laughs> you know, it was so cool. That sounds insane. It it was awesome, dude. It was such a cool show. It sounds like a good time. So um I mean, keep in mind people, this this is his top 5. Don't tear him apart if you don't agree with him, but definitely let him know what your top 5 is because mine definitely doesn't agree with his. <laughs> Let's let's just put it that way. And like I said, that's my top five today. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Maybe so it's um, different tomorrow. Where um, Ziggy Braun? Where can these people find uh, some Monkey House stuff, some Stoop Kid stuff, some some solo stuff? Every everything is on Bandcamp.com. 
right now. If you just go to bandcamp.com, search the monkey house. It's going to be right here. I'm going to have it right there. Right in this general area (laughs) between us two. Bandcamp.com slash the monkey house. The monkey house, T-H-A. We're grammatically incorrect. (laughs) Um, Bandcamp, uh, SoundCloud. A lot of the stuff's on SoundCloud. Like a lot of the stuff we've been releasing recently, but it's not on a tape, is on SoundCloud. Um, Again, SoundCloud.com slash the monkey house, T-H-A. T H A M O N K E Y. Monkey and house are spelled how they're supposed to be. T H A is the tha. There you go. Tha monkey go. house. Um, our real old stuff that you can't find online anymore besides this site, <laughs> myspace.com slash the monkey house. <laughs> Dang, he went there. It's still up. It's still up. I don't know if, uh, what, what was his name? Tom? Tom. Where he like automatically added you? Yeah. <laughs> like your first friend on MySpace was Tom. Every Dude time. had like one million because everyone, like a lot of people deleted him and shit. He was like, I don't want Tom. Yeah. So um, this has been Ziggy Braun, my co-host. He's going to be here every week, but figured week. he's he's one of the artists on the label. Let's interview him. Let's get to know this guy. His music is great. Go check that stuff out. Thanks for tuning in. If you're still here, if not, then... Uh, Fuck you. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Let's uh, get to the gist of it, man. When I came up with the concept for this show and I pitched it to you, I was like, let's let's make a little, like, podcast YouTube series where we sit here, we talk music, local hip-hop, interview some cool people, and drink a fucking six-pack of beer that's, you know, not... Your everyday like Coors Light or yeah. Bud Light or something, and let people know about the beer because I mean, there's a lot of beers out there. And I I gotta say, if if you guys if if you live in the desert, if you live in the seven six zero, and you want some beer that you've never seen before in your life, go to the Chevron in Apple Valley at the corner of Apple Valley Road and Yuckaloma. Insane selection of beer. They have stuff I've never even heard of before. I found Pliny the Elder there. One <laughs> one time. We'll get that for the show. <laughs> Pliny the Elder, you guys know what Pliny the Elder is. If you know what it is, amazing beer. I paid, I don't want to say what I paid for a pint of it. Stupid amount of... Yeah, because you can't find it up here. Like, it's, it's like a... So it's, it's a Chevron... And whoever's running that Chevron knows their shit. Knows their shit. They're Frank. They're cool people. Frank. Cool Frank, people. if you're watching, Frank, I'm sure my boy will let you know you're getting a shout out to your beer selection <laughs> right now on Beers in the Air. Right here. Beers in the Air. On YouTube. <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, dude, Snake Dog, 20 years and beyond. I only put three beers down. I mean, I'm about to crack my fourth, but, man, I'm numb in the face. I'm feeling real loose. I'm coming into my, my own over here on the on this uh, podcast, and it was good. Yeah, I, I can't complain, dude. I would I would try it again. And I, I want to say, dude, I've, I've had a lot of stuff from Flying Dog before, and they, overall, they have a really good selection of beer. But one of the, uh, 
<laughs> as the warden. One of the uh, one of the main reasons I selected it. A lot of people might get mad at me for this, but I, I literally did judge a book by its cover. Okay. I saw it, looked interesting. I got it. That's what I do with beer. I like I like trying new beers. I like tasting new beers, so on and so forth. But one of the main reasons that I picked Flying Dog, especially for the first, you know, episode of the show, was because the artist, uh, I, I believe his name is pronounced Ralph Stedman. He did he did the art for uh, Hunter S. Thompson's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. If any of you guys have ever seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, you'll know that the art in the book, the art on the cover of the DVD, and everything is really just unique and just abstract and just really weird and interesting. He's the one who does the art for Flying Dog. And... I, it's it's just awesome because every every different type of beer from Flying Dog has its own unique Ralph Steadman art piece to it. So it's cool because it's it's honestly kind of like every time you buy a beer, you're getting a piece of Ralph Steadman art, which is history in itself. You know, I mean, if if you're if you were going in and you're saying I'm gonna buy the coolest looking six pack of beer that I can find, I mean, it's got it's got cool designs. It's, it's got some it, weird like doodle almost like a doodle snake on it with like a ton of eyes cool uh cool uh font for the the text i mean yeah. i mean it, it looks cool it's appealing definitely catches your eye whoever whoever decided they're gonna put this guy as the uh, designer for amazing for their idea. logo i mean yeah it definitely is a great marketing strategy probably oh, yeah. caught your eye like oh hey yeah. look at this, look at well, this it's, one it's it's been catching my eye for years i've been i've been i've been buying flying dog for years for you know i'm in my late 20s now but i've probably been buying it since i was you know 22 23 or something so it's a good beer and you know golden road right here too i've had um, I've had the Wolf Among Weeds IPA. Um, they have a Mango Session IPA, I think it is. And Golden Road never disappoints either. Um, this one I've never seen before. And again, it honestly, just the the box that it came in alone just caught my eye. And honestly, I kind of prefer drinking beer out of cans. So that's another reason why I kind of picked yeah, it out. And I'm, it's, I'm a big bottle guy. Yeah, for some reason, uh, it's it just seems smoother to drink out of a mm-hmm. bottle. I feel like less of my my beer goes from out of my mouth back into the can out of the bottle, and I don't know. It's just it's, it feels like it gets it, it stays colder. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a bottle guy. I th- I think what it is for me, um, it's kind of interesting too. Um, you know, I've I've brewed a little beer myself. Came out came out pretty interesting. Um, but you know the bo- the bottle the bottles alone kind of affect how the beer sort of ferments and everything kind of those are thing but it's it's weird because i've had a lot of i've had a lot of beers where i could only find it in bottles but as soon as i find it in a can i feel like it's a whole new beer it's like when you found when you even like like more domestic beers like i mean it's it's a mexican import but i mean it's pretty pretty prominent here in in the u.s it's uh corona yeah like when you when you start seeing corona in can you're like what yeah. the fuck whoa 
Wait. Whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> like when I when I first saw Pacifico in a twenty four ounce can, it blew my mind. Wait, they, I've I've oh okay yeah the the, yeah. the tall cans yeah I've seen, but I'm I've I haven't seen a small Pacifico can. I love Pacifico. Oh man, great beer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But anyways, uh, Golden Road. Uh, you can you guys can connect with them at www.goldenroad.la. Um, they have a Twitter, they have a Facebook, they have an Instagram at Golden Road Brew. Um, I don't know if there's anything for the Flying Dog on the box, probably not. But check out Flying Dog; it's a really good beer. Um, you get an original Ralph Steadman piece with every single 12 ounce brew. Delicious stuff. Um, I, it's good. Get out there, try some different things. Don't stick with your original Bud Light or Rolling Rock. Yeah, what, experience the, some new things. What what this actually is is it's called Snake Dog, so it's a it's a drawing of a of a snake dog, like a like a cat dog almost, but yeah. it's a snake dog. Um, I mean, I enjoyed the beer. It's definitely getting me on that level. Yeah. If I was drinking these all night, I'd be. I'd be. Oh yeah. I'd be right there. Yeah. And we that's all, that's. The, we all know what happens when I get a little tipsy. Shirt off. Sure, my my take that shirt off. Comes off. The shirt comes off. I have a good time. For those who haven't seen that, there there we'll find we'll find a six pack that'll get my shirt <laughs> off. I'm sure. Every viewer will get turned on. What? Whoa! What? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, dude. Fucking two. What it seems like, good selections and beer. I mean, that's that's what we made the show about. We love music. Yeah, we love hanging out, talking, just having a good time, and we love drinking beer. So we combined it all three, and uh, you know, music, fucking hanging out, beer. What better combination? Like I said at the beginning of the show, the perfect trifecta. The perfect trifecta. Factor, I think. I feel like um, James Franco said something about a trifecta in Pineapple Express. What the fuck is this thing? Ah, cross joint. Yeah. Never smoke one of those? You can smoke this? Oh, yeah, man. No. This is the future. This is like the apex of the vortex of joint engineering. It's rumored that M.M. O'Shaughnessy designed the first one, the guy who... Uh, Designed the Golden Gate Bridge. Of course, of course. My second favorite civil engineer behind Hans Carl Bandel, Madison Square Garden. What you do is you light all three ends at the same time. Really? And then the smoke converges, creating a trifecta of joint smoking power. This is it, man. This is what your grandchildren are going to be smoking. Future. The future. That's amazing. Well, got the weed. Yeah. In the bag. Beautiful. Okay. He's like, it's the perfect trifecta. Tell <laughs> you uh, when he was doing the, the cross, uh, cross joint. The cross something. joint. <laughs> I thought hurricane season was <laughs> over. I was eating the fondue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when they're just chilling there and like he's going over there smoking the cross joint and he's like he's like, Oh, put that shit out. Don't if he sees that shit, it'll never go away. When like someone buzzed him, he's like He's like, he's like, hey, this this motherfucker's getting a snickle fritz. <laughs> and then and then the dude's friend is like, hey, you got the Percocet? Then he's like, get the fuck out of here with that Percocet shit. No, but Percocet. Who told you I sell, I sell Percocet? 
One of my one of my favorite lines though is is when he's talking about what the Pineapple Express is, and he says those. The, uh, if you imagine, uh, I, I forgot what the names of the strands of weed were. Brass tacks. Yes. Yes. Just got a shipment of the dopest dope I've ever smoked. Hands down, dopest dope I've ever smoked. Right it's not here. better than the Blue Oyster weed. It can't be. I don't. My friend, I can't handle better than this that. This is like if that Blue Oyster shit met that Afghan Kush I had, yeah. and they had a baby. And then meanwhile, that crazy Northern Light stuff I had, and the super red espresso snowflake met and had a baby. And by some miracle, those two babies met and fucked. This would be the shit that they burnt. Wow. Yes. This is the product of baby fucking. Smell it. But if you imagine this fucked this weed and had a baby, but when he says fuck, he's like, if if this weed fucked. The way he does it is they just had a too baby, weird. and then this weed and this weed had a baby, and by some chance of God, those two weeds met and <laughs> fucked. <laughs> this is a, oh, it, it, it says, Seth Rogen has like a very subtle like one liner in that. It's, it's, oh, it's the product product of baby making. <laughs> like how can you not like those two, man? Like every, every time I've seen them together, it's been great. Dude, I feel like I feel like they. Are the newer generation of like Adam Sandler and David Spade and Chris Farley and you know all of them kind of? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm really not um, stoked on hearing that James Franco's caught up in a whole like sexual yeah. assault yeah. assault uh, conflict, man. Because I mean, that could kill the guy's career. And like, I mean, he used to be just. Harry Osborn. Yeah. You know, from Spider-Man. Then he kind of mm-hmm. just blew up into his own thing. Dude, and um, The Disaster Artist, if you get a chance to see The Disaster Artist, um, it goes over the room. I'm drawing a blank right now, but it's it, it it's basically a movie that sort of tells the story of the making of this movie, The Room. And it's incredible how well he does it. So good. But um, yeah, I, I saw him in a movie called like Twenty Seven Hours or something like that. Yeah, dude. Where he played the hiker that got yeah. His arm. It, was, it was pretty much just him in the movie about how he got stuck in this crevice and mm-hmm. like his arms fucking stuck got between stuck a rock yeah. and 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 this whole little cavern. He's stuck and he's stuck there for twenty seven mm-hmm. hours. That's what the movie's based off. Hundred and twenty seven hours. Oh, is it a hundred twenty seven? Yeah, hundred and twenty seven hours. Yeah. That, that that makes it a you know, that much crazier. That much more crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a point where he's like drinking his piss just to survive yeah. and stuff like that. Dude that had is, to cut his arm off. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Crazy stuff. Yeah. And that's that's a James Franco movie. You don't really think yeah. of that as a James Franco mm-hmm. movie. Thank you for everyone tuning into episode one of Beers in the Air with Gibbs and his co-host, Ziggy Braun, brought to you by Aesthetic Intellect Records. Be sure to tune in to episode two with special interview from the Bel Air Boys and the brand new segment to the show, Pure Fuckery. It's going to be one you don't want to miss. See you next Monday. Get along, cause I'm
wings won't do Cause counting sheep is easy as one, two Jumping out the nest to catch some bird food Clutch so tense that the knuckles turn blue I've been the wise man, check horizon Read the flight plan, spread the lifespan Sky heights are set, it's time to climb these steps We only try to get free from the spider's web Gotta murder all the messing around Carry the burden of work, never setting it down With a spotlight now, my shot, my chance Put a plot of land in the pockets of my pants break, break, break loose, race roof when the kick drops They flew straight through, no pit stops Lift off with your head in the clouds Or get lost in the rest of the crowd Been here for too long, said it's time to ride Got to push it on, cause I'm Time to come and go, yes it's time to ride Early in the morning, yeah Got to push it on, cause I'm 